This is Original Six. You would think for the first episode of the season I'd have some sort of intro planned, but it did not dawn on me until I clicked record that I had to start <laughs> speaking. So here we go. Season four of the Original Six podcast. Ryan Savine, Paul Ananitis, Zach Mullen back at it again for the fourth year. Fellas, long time. How are you? Buddy, fired up. <laughs> the boys are back. You expect anything else? A little nope. Twin Lizzie action for you, Paul? Pardon? Did I say Twin Lizzie? Isn't it Finn Lizzie? The boys are back. That song? I Honestly, dude, I have no idea. You don't know that song? From Thin Lizzy? No, I know there's a song. I, yeah, oh, Thin yeah. Lizzie. Thin Lizzy. But I know there's a high school music song called The Boys Are Back. That's what I was talking about. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I know that one. Yeah. That one's a banger. <laughs> Underrated. All seven Thin Lizzy fans are really upset right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what a disrespect. Uh... What a great way to start the season. What the hell are we even talking about? Uh, hockey's back, boys. Tuesday, October. Tuesday. It's Thursday. Thursday, October 5th. Uh, <laughs> the season kicks off in five days from now. Leafs uh, playing game one of 82 on the 11th. That's so just under a week. Um, and as all Leaf fans do around this time of year, you know, it's it's feeling a little different this time around. Yes. That's right. It's different this year. Oh my gosh. Is this our year? Is this the year that we're going to do it? Hell yeah. Just remember, if it doesn't work out, there is always next year. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Not for I William Nylander. I can't, I can't hear that anymore. <laughs> uh, well, for those of you joining us, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, if you're new here, make sure to follow, subscribe. If you're returning, I don't know what you're still doing here. Just kidding. We're fun. <laughs> um. But yeah, follow us, follow, I am mixing, I said follow us instead of follow us, but you know what to do, check us out, follow, subscribe, check us out on socials, you know the drill, all that jazz, just throwing all the say. cliches out there, pucks and deep, 200 foot game, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Uh, let's talk about free agency, we haven't recorded an episode in, I don't know what, four or five months, it feels like, since the end of last season. Um it was a nice break, but like I feel like I'm ready to like just give all of my undivided attention to the disappointing Toronto Maple Leafs. Can't be more disappointing than the Jays right now. That's true. What's going on with your hair? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm trying to fix it. It's killing me. Wow. There we go. I didn't comb it today. All right. So let's let's go all the way back to free agency. Obviously, the story going into free agency following the end of last season is seemed like there was a bunch of of free agents you know a lot of guys who we brought in recently uh trade deadline acquisitions all of that sort of stuff um a lot of question marks you know what was this team going to look like um you know can they run it back again sort of speak and expect different results uh but i'd argue this feels like the biggest group in terms of players that left the leafs in the offseason um that i can remember as of late yeah i agree yeah, this was a big, oh my gosh, like even looking at this list, like these are, there's a lot, there's a lot. Some good, some extremely good. I, I know exactly, I know exactly <laughs> what name on that list you're looking at, Paul. Yep. 
I think everybody Hall. should. So Justin Hall departs, hits free agency, and for whatever reason, Detroit decides to sign him three years, three point four million AAV. <laughs> Yo, who's on their scouting department? <laughs> Dude, who who offered him that? They should be fired on the spot. That's yeah. it's that might go down as one of the worst contracts given out in the offseason, unless there's some like ridiculous advanced analytics that we don't know about that says him with this partner in this pairing in this minute in this alternate dimension might work. <laughs> there are no advanced analytics that can prove that Justin Hall is even a mid defenseman, okay. Hey, um, I mean he scored in his first game, didn't he? In his first two games he scored. That's a good analytic that we can preseason? definitely pull over. And then, and then didn't score for the next 400 games, Zach. Okay? <laughs> it's a or great even stat, do, Paul. Or, do, or even do anything remotely good. But anyways, I'm not starting the season talking about Justin Hall. It's going to kill me. Okay, I just can't wait for him to score when we play Detroit. I'll be so Oh, don't they play tonight? It's going to happen. Oh, preseason doesn't count. Yeah, preseason doesn't matter. He'll do both. It's, it's fine. That's true. He'll do both. Uh, let's, let's talk about in my opinion, the two departures that hurt the most, uh, at least um, I'll say emotionally wise, I don't know how much it affects the team. That's kind of up for debate. Um, but for me, the two guys who actually felt like they were going to stick around was Noel Achari and Luke Shen. Mm. Yeah. I think those were the two, you know, they, they shouldn't be asking for too much. They're kind of character guys, you know, guys you want in the locker room. Uh, playoff style players um, so those are the ones in my opinion that hurt Achari obviously uh, following Dubis over to Pittsburgh three years two million a year uh, Luke Shen decides to we'll touch on Ryan O'Reilly but head to Nashville along with Ryan O'Reilly uh, three years 2.75 million AAV so emotionally they both hurt would either of you have been comfortable keeping the players at that asking price though Achari 100% I think that's a great contract for Achari. I would have kept him for two mil. Shen, probably a little much for what I think. But when you when you play with the Leafs and you do well, your your market value skyrockets. So when he got three years, 2.75, I was upset that he left, but I don't think we would have kept him for that price. Yeah. I would have kept I, Achari I think, for sure. I'm, I'm curious to see what you have to think, Zach, because Paul said he would have given Achari that money, and I saw your look. It's it's a bit much. It I think I think for me I actually look at the a the the length of the contract more than the money. I think three years committing to him is can no, sorry can be a lot, but I liked him. I think for that money, I think I would have gone for that. I think looking at the way he played in the playoffs, leading us with hits, like he was leading the league with in hits in the first round, I think, or he was in the top five at least. So that guy was throwing his body around. It was great. It's just tough to say, like, how long can you still throw your body around like that? How consistent are you going to be in the regular season? If you're great in the playoffs, that's great. What about the 82 games that make up the regular season? And with the amount of departures that we're having, we need players to contribute in the regular season too, not only the playoffs. And, like, we need that depth scoring. And I don't know if he was going to be giving that kind of, like, depth. For me, it, it's it's the fact that I, I can't really justify paying a fourth liner $2 million a year. Mm. I mean, I, I get the value increases in the playoffs, and he, he brings a different dimension. Obviously, given uh, some of the acquisitions that this team made, um, you know, it might 
kind of be a moot point at this part of the season. Obviously, they haven't played a regular season game yet, but to pay a fourth liner two million a year, I'm not. Yeah, I've, I'm interested to see what you say about David Camp's contract then. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll. So we, we spoke of those. Um, let's talk about the other two kind of uh, main departures. We'll we'll maybe we have three, but let's start with. Uh, um, the two who made the same amount of money. So Ryan O'Reilly, Nashville, four years, four and a half, and Bunting, three years in Carolina, four and a half as well. Um, all in, there's a very opposite situation for me. Would have loved to have kept both of these players, um, figured that's about what they would go for, and I would not have been comfortable giving either of those contracts to those players. I agree. Interesting, especially Bunting. I mean, you could argue all of last season, he did not have a a spot in our in our forward group. There was nowhere he fit. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think he was up and down. He played on the fourth line for a bit too. I think he had a lot of problems last year trying to find the same kind of gel with Matthews on the first line that he had the year before. It definitely made things dif- difficult. I'm I am really surprised Carolina gave him that. Maybe they're just hoping in their roster and their lineup that he fits really well but I'm yeah 4.4.5 is is aggressive for for bunting i think o'reilly is probably that's probably what he deserves to get 4.5 i could have seen a team giving him five and i wouldn't have been surprised as well yeah if um, anything it's just the term yeah. there for me also to give o'reilly four years yeah four years is crazy. yeah he's 33 mm-hmm. if i remember correctly so that's taking him at 37 that's like geo age so yeah, Geo's 40. Geo's 40 as of two days ago. Yeah. The double. 40. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Crazy. last sort of key departure, I'm surprised it took this long. A guy, I, you could argue for the last three seasons, whenever there was talk of who's out the door, it was Alex Kerfoot. Yeah. Uh, never got traded from the Leafs, uh, ended up leaving free agency. Arizona, two years, same AAV <laughs> as he was making with Toronto, <laughs> 3.5. <laughs> Paul, come on. Come on, man. Who willingly goes to that place? Come on. <laughs> I mean, you got, he's got getting three and a half million a year. When when I when I saw dude, that's like their entire like franchise. They're gonna be bankrupt paying Kerfoot. They don't make 3.5 million a year. They play they in the university. The cap floor. Oh man. I when I saw he <laughs> took two years in Arizona, I actually fell to the floor laughing. I guess he's yeah. not trying to win a cup anytime soon. You should have seen the. He's he not had trying a... to win a game. <laughs> he had it like an interview afterwards, and he like, I know it was like PR scripted. He was like, "Yeah, I'm excited to play with these players. I'm happy to be here." I'm like, "No, no, no he's just happy no. to make three and a half million a season." Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, the Coyotes were the only <laughs> team to actually give you a decent contract, and you're like, you know what? We might stink, but I'm gonna make money. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about some uh, some re-signing players. Let's start with possibly the least. Uh, I don't want to say impactful, but let's go with impactful. Uh, Pontus Holmberg, two years, eight hundred k per. Um, this was a player who, in parts of early last season, we were looking at as David Camp's replacement, a kind mm-hmm. of. Shut down, defensive minded, just like good third line center kind of guy. Um, obviously, the Leafs bring back camp. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that. But 
what do you both think about Holmberg uh, sticking around? I mean, I like it. It's 800K AAV. Like, there's no harm in it. And as you said, like, he started the season out very well. And he could be a potential, like, David Camp replacement, as you said. I really like Holmberg. And even in the preseason, he did very well. And he showed why he can be on this team. And, I mean, as I said, for 800K, you're, you're not losing much. So, might as well throw him in whenever we need him. And hopefully he's an impact. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Sammy. Uh, kind of a whole arbitration situation there, but ends up uh, deciding on a one-year $3.55 million contract. I think we could all argue that the value is good, but Zach, what's the pros and cons of him on a one-year deal, which seems like was a pretty common theme for Bradshaw living in his first uh, month and a half as GM of the Maple Leafs. Yeah, oh my gosh, how many one-year contracts do we have? <laughs> a lot. Um, you know what? On one year, I kind of, like, I don't like one-year contracts that much. I feel like you get a player and then they're going to be gone afterwards. They're just, I don't know. But we'll see what he does. I'm I'm hesitant. I'm like, I want to see what the impact is on the team. I don't know how he's going to mesh really well. It, like, it, it's so hard to say, right? So, uh I don't know. I don't. I don't hate the 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 money though. I'm like, this is the only time you would get that from us. With the like, we I even spending five cents on this team is like a ridiculous amount now with Matthews's extension and and Nylander contract looming stuff like that. So I think every dollar was spent in a specific way, and I'm not surprised that there's a lot of one one year contracts. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, let's talk about in terms of off-season, you know, Matthews extension aside, in terms of players we signed new to the organization or re-signed, uh, David Camp had the longest term, four years, $2.4 million per. Um, I, at first, I was really upset with this signing because as good he as he is defensively, you could look at the Leafs' biggest issue last season being depth scoring, and now you're locking up a guy like Camp, who's really not giving you much offense other than the six snapshots from the slot he'll probably bag this season. Um, and then the price tag kind of bothered me, but I know at four years, we're I think we're a little accustomed to thinking the cap is not going up by much. But in theory, now that we're a few years out from any seriously COVID-impacted years, that cap should be rising relatively substantially, so we've heard over the next yeah. four years. So I, you you just have to hope that the camp contract, I mean, look, 2-4, it's a pretty movable deal if you have to, but you just have to hope or figure that that's a contract that ages well, given the cap going up. Yeah, I think uh, from what I heard, the cap is expected to go to 87 to $88 million next year. Uh, yeah. That's just initial estimations. I think possibly Gary Bettman had a hand in that. Not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that. Uh, this year it's about eighty three point five million, so that's a significant increase. That's yeah, four million. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, in the next two three years, it's supposed to go up eight to nine million. That's what they've been saying. Wow. Which is which is crazy. That'll be nice. Hopefully, it makes Matthews's contract looked look nice on that last year. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, in Matthews's contract, thirteen point two five is a discount in quotes. I, I honestly, the the guy could have got fifteen from someone. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, 
um let's let's stick on we'll stick chronologically uh and let's talk about the the new additions so the free agent signings you know guys who weren't uh, here before um four out of five of one-year deals uh but let's talk about the three-year deal that was given to ryan reeves 1.335 million per year um this was the first signing for the leafs in free agency and I think everyone just with Trey Living coming in and and knowing we had a bunch of guys that we did not re-sign, everyone kind of looked at day one of free agency like Brad's got to make a splash here. Um, so coming out of that first day, there were I I feel like the 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 temp temperature the tone in Toronto given that all we had done was sign Ryan Reeves, yeah, people were panicking. Um, but obviously now we've had lots of time to kind of digest this. Uh, Paul, what what are your thoughts on the Reeves deal? I mean, I, as we said, I was surprised with the three years in his contract. Um, but we know what Ryan Reeves brings to the table. And I think, as we've said so many time, Le- times, Leaf fans have been craving for a guy like Ryan Reeves, a big, strong third, fourth liner who's going to throw the body around and be a pest. Um who's not going to take anything from anybody who's going to be there when we need him physically. Um, so I, I like it. I mean, 1.335, it's not the worst because it's not far away from, you know, league men. So I like it. I mean, hopefully Ryan Reeves can be that presence that we need as like the goon of the squad that he did in his previous teams, like Vegas. Um, and I, and I heard he's a very good locker room presence. It brings everyone together. So it's, it's a good deal on and off the ice. Stammy release the boys. Yeah. That was a good one. Fire clip. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think it was Steve Dangle who was talking about how obviously Reeves is a pair of fists, but he's also just a deterrent. Um, and then, you know, you have, kind of I guess Reeves is kind of like the older brother to the Bertuzzi and Domi who are kind of like the younger brother <laughs> instigators like I think that's how I kind of look at it so Zach let's let's talk about those two Tyler Bertuzzi one year 5.5 and uh, Max Domi one year 3 million what are your your thoughts I'm kind of looping them together yeah. but obviously different so why don't we start with yeah uh, Bertuzzi yeah so I realized I talked about Bertuzzi earlier and you introduced Samsonov so that probably sounds very weird to everybody who's listening like 10 minutes ago so I will reiterate my thoughts on Bertuzzi it's going to be interesting to see how he meshes in the lineup especially you know on the first line with Matthews it's there's a lot of potential I think that's probably the best left winger that they've had up there in a few years I definitely take him over bunting any day uh, but it really depends on the, the style he plays uh, I don't like his defensive style. I, from what I saw, I was watching, especially uh, Boston in the playoffs last year against Florida. I watched most of that series, and he had a couple of really bad giveaways, really bad plays. Maybe that was just because he was on Boston and the pressure was high, but it's it was still concerning. So, you know what? It's one year. It's risk-reward, right? Like, if it doesn't pan out this year, you have no obligation next year. It's a lot of cash for 5.5. He's not If he comes back with other signings i don't think he's taking that amount of money unless he scores like 50 goals this year which would <laughs> shock i think pretty much everybody 50 goals he'd be the second highest goal scorer on the team which is insane <laughs> yeah that'd but, be crazy i'm telling you yeah. he's not potting 50 i can tell you that 
Yeah, no way. But, I don't think um, anyone thinks he's going to pot 40, let alone 50. Yeah, 25. I'll take it. I'd, I'd be happy at 30. I'd be happy at 30. Oh, yeah. 5.5, sure. I'd be happy at 30. But With uh, Mitch, though, you, you never know. So It's true. So we'll see. But I, I like the left-wing depth that we have this year. I feel like we've always been lacking on that side. It's always been the big four we've had up front in center and right wing. So I like the Domi signing too. I love Max Domi. I wanted him to come to Toronto a long time. When he went to Montreal, it was a very sad day for me. So I'm glad he's coming back to Toronto. One year, three mil. Like, I don't know. He seems like a character guy. And those kind of guys thrive in the right environments. So I have a really good feeling about Domi this year. I have a feeling he's going to set some career highs. This is my wizard prediction for the year. Max Domi is going to set a high in points, goals, assists everything uh um, jersey sold jersey sold yeah are you 100%. kidding oh yeah marketing scheme it's great the dude the dude is also an absolute tank at 510 208 yeah he's yeah. huge man mm. he's basically his dad but with skill <laughs> that's pretty accurate he's, he's literally his dad but with skill because ty domi let's face it he stunk <laughs> man was he a bruiser like he was unreal in toronto and i think because because everybody knows max domi as the son of ty domi the probably one of the biggest or the biggest goon in leafs history i would say yeah he's definitely up there he's up there like top top three yeah. for sure so now max think, oh go ahead i think domi is gonna be so fun to watch this year because obviously like his dad played for toronto he has the passion he knows what what Toronto fans have been craving for so I think everybody does but I mean he wants to be that like hero that like fan favorite and I think Domi's gonna do fantastic and even like with Tyler Bertuzzi as Zach said I think he's gonna be great on the first line left wing with Matthews and Marner I mean a lot of people definitely can be if, if they gave Michael Bunting like 25 goals I'm sure Bertuzzi can do fine and as yeah, you said, Zach, ask, like, uh, ask Nick Ritchie how that experiment worked out. Yeah, Ritchie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to talk about that experiment. That's a. That's a, that's in the past. But, I mean, one thing is like you know, Zach, you were talking about the pressure in Boston and his defensive yeah. skills. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't think there is any less pressure in the Toronto market. I think we have the biggest pressure here. So, hopefully, like, he can handle it because. As we've seen in the past, a lot of players couldn't, and they left. But I think the Bertuzzi and Domi are going to be going to be really, really good. Yeah, I think they both they like. You know what you're going to get in terms of like the kind of peskiness, obviously from Domi, but Bertuzzi is not someone to shy away from that by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what some people don't realize is they both have a potentially high skill ceiling, right? Look at yeah. what Bertuzzi did, what, 10 points in six games with the Bruins in the playoffs last year. Um, played with some relatively, like, high-skilled guys in Detroit from his time there, like Larkin. Um, obviously, Domi last year played with Patrick Kane all pretty much all season uh, and had a very good offensive season. So I think both of them, like, they, they both have an opportunity to thrive offensively based on who they're going to be playing with. Um, and I think the, the drawback back to that is that they're both a little a little bit of a liability defensively. But I guess looking at where they're likely going to play, it, it's kind of a risk you're willing to take. I mean, we got to look back at 
like Max Domi was a, a top 15 draft pick when he came into the NHL. I know this was in 2013, but he did go 12th overall to Phoenix. And we know what Domi's capable of. And he has the skills. He definitely has the grittiness that we need. So if he can put that together, he'd be he's going to be a fantastic addition to that depth scoring that we've been lacking for a little while. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's shift gears. Still in free agency, though. Let's talk about John Klingberg. Once a household name in terms of offensive defensemen, uh, spent mm-hmm. the last two years in Anaheim, where well, all dreams go to die. Just ask Trevor Zegras. <laughs> Uh, one year, $4.15 million. Uh, what are your thoughts on the signings? Uh, I'll start with Zach. Uh, you know what? Might be criticized for saying this. Unpopular opinion, really like the signing. I I think John Klingberg, is, he's been someone that I've wanted the Leafs to get in like trades or anything in the last few years. I know his defensive stats are horrendous, but the way I think about it, is if I have a right-handed defenseman that's going to play a lot of minutes, would I rather have John Klingberg or Justin Hall? Oh, he played Justin Hall this much. I hope he plays Klingberg the same amount because I would rather have someone who can actually score and is bad defensively than guy who's bad defensively and bad offensively. That's the way or, I think about it. Or a guy who will <laughs> score one absolute hammer time slap shot on <laughs> Carey Price <laughs> and call it a day. And call it a year, bro. Call it a career. Call it a career. Call it a career. It was I'll like Martin Marinson had one of the nastiest goals against Vancouver. Except oh, I remember that. Except he hit the post. Was, was so surprised. Was so surprised that he scored. Never did anything again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Klingberg, good signing. Good signing. One year, yeah. four point one five. I'll take it. You know what? Like you're not committed to him past one year. Yeah, I, I like it too. Honestly, I think I look at the Leafs power play over the last few years and it's never been quite as good as I thought it should be based on who we have on the ice. Um, Klingberg, you know, he's a power play specialist, right? So you look at that, he's likely getting the shot over Riley on the top power play, at least to start the season. Um, but I think his offensive ceiling is higher than that of Morgan Riley's. So I, I agree with that decision to give him the first look on the power play. Yeah, I agree. High praise. That's we'll high like praise. If Riley stops playing power play one, you're paying a lot for uh, $8 million for a guy who's on your second power play and obviously big minute cruncher, but uh, you know you don't can't really think of it like that. Uh, let's talk about Martin Jones. One year, 875K. How many more weeks is he in a Leafs uniform? Uh, so, three. Zero. Yeah, I'm with Zach on this one. <laughs> Someone's got to get dropped and it ain't Wall. He yeah no Wall is the backup, uh, even mm. though like Wall is waivers exempt, there's no way Jones is gonna get sent down. He's gonna go on waivers. Tampa's probably gonna maybe pick up Jones because he's such a cheap option for them, uh, while Vasilevsky's out, and then they're gonna discard him like a candy wrapper once Vasilevsky comes back. That's that's my that's my guess. I mean, it's not a wizard prediction; it's a guess. But that's what I think is going to happen. Or he'll just go down to the AHL and then they'll call him up if there's an injury to Samsonov. Hopefully not. Fingers crossed. But... I'm sure someone will claim him. I saw a funny yeah. tweet. Like he did, he had a very good, um, he had a very good game. I think a couple of games ago in the preseason. 
and someone tweeted, uh, Martin Jones is playing like he wants to be claimed off waivers. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And I was like, that's it. I like that. Pretty accurate. That's great. Uh, last sort of resigning here, if you want to call it that, but uh, Sheldon Keith uh, gets an extension. Uh, you know, obviously the Dubas firing, uh, True Living coming in, you know, you've a lot of people speculating Shanahan might not have been around the team anymore. Uh, but but Keith actually gets an extension, which is surprising to me, given on the fact that he still has one year left on his contract. Um, were you both surprised to see that he's uh, going to be around for a little bit longer? Hell yeah. I thought when Dubas was gone, Keith was going down with him. It was his guy. Yeah, yeah. that's why. That's why I thought. And we were all, I think a lot of Leaf fans were just waiting for that update of Sheldon Keefe gets fired because, you know, Dubas left. He was probably going to try and go with him. And then nothing happened. And then he gets a two-year extension. And I was like, okay. um, I mean, it could be worse. We have him for another three years. But I don't really like I mean, you it, could to be fire honest. Him. You could you fire, fire him. Yeah, you could fire him. Yeah. I mean, would I have wanted someone else? Yes. Um, Am I mad that keeps here for another three seasons not yet that's a good way to phrase it yeah not yet but in my opinion i just think the last couple of years he's been out coaching the playoffs and leaf like leaf fans only want playoff success now we know we're good in the regular season when when it matters we want you to perform and we'll see what happens but i don't mind it i don't hate it but i don't love it yeah, I like the way I think about it is it's if he stinks, I'm not stuck with his contract kind of thing. So let's see. I need to see Sheldon Keefe when he doesn't have Justin Hall. Yeah. I, I uh. hate to keep bringing up Hall because this is we're supposed to, you know, move on, dust our hands of that. But like, Buddy. I really I need to see it because that was such a deterrent for me specifically was how he overplayed him. And I need to see if we start this year and someone stinks, is he going to be overplayed by Keith? Like, is he going to continue to, is he going to find someone else? Is he going to like make up reasons for stuff? Wasn't thrilled at the signing at the extension. Sorry. I was, uh, I was pretty surprised as well, but we'll see. Like it's, it's hard to predict. I think what he'll do differently. Like, will he be different under Brad? Will anything change? It's a good, it's a good question to ask because is, is, getting rid of who we lost, like the core is the same. It, you know, this team lives by the core four or will die by the core four. That's not going to change. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know, hard to expect different results um, in terms of Keith's outlook there. Um, let's, let's keep going though. Obviously kind of free agency wrapped up, uh, preseason started is kind of in the midst now, but obviously I think the biggest story heading into this off season and now coming out of it, uh, was will Austin Matthews get extended? And we answered that question with a big old yes. Uh, four God. years. He still has one year left on his remaining contract. And then uh, four year, $13.25 million per, which will make him the highest played payer, highest paid player, <laughs> not played payer, uh, the highest uh, paid yeah. player in the NHL. Uh, and Paul, I'm guessing uh, you like this more than anyone. I mean, I think everybody should love it. Like, I don't care. It's Austin Matthews. Like, you want to keep him no matter what. And I, I know I would rather have him sign for long term, for sure. Um, but you know what? Four years, 
13.25. He could have got 15 million easy. Easy. And I would have given it to him if he signed for longer. But I'm very happy that we have Matthews for another five years because it was so annoying hearing people saying that, oh, Matthews is just going to leave and he's going to go to Arizona. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Sure. And still, if, uh, if Kerfoot makes an impact for five years from now, Buddy, I don't care if Kerfoot gets 80 goals. Matthews is not going to Arizona. You should care if Kerfoot gets 80 <laughs> goals. Let me tell you. That would be uh that'd be pretty upsetting. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with, with Austin signing. And if, if you're not, then just don't watch. Zach, is there anything to read into the fact that he didn't want to do like a six or seven, eight year term deal? Oh, for sure. And it's the salary cap going up. That's that's, that's exactly him. it. Yeah. Like that's a good Yes, he took uh, he took like a little bit of a pay cut, as Paul said. Like he definitely could have gotten fifteen mil for sure, but he took a pay cut. But it still pays off for him because he gets to stick around with the team for four more years. He had a little bit of, by his standards, he had a down season last year after scoring sixty goals the year before. So he's gonna come back and he's gonna be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna have an injury free season hopefully and destroy everyone because I'm Austin Matthews and I'm fantastic at the game of hockey and then he's gonna get paid even more than 15 and if he stays with us he's gonna be he's like there's where his contract is gonna be huge because he'll get a huge pay raise too i guarantee you austin matthews is gonna want to be the first 20 million per year player in the nhl no come on no no guarantee five years he'll be what 30 31 by the time this contract he'll be 31 even Bedard, I don't would think would be around long enough to get paid twenty. Mm, yeah, that's true. But they always go high the first time, so who that's, knows? That's it just true. depends on how high the salary cap goes. To be honest, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about Willie. No contract extension yet. There was rumors it was in the works. Nothing sort of has uh, fallen through. Obviously, they can still resign him at any point in the season after the at any point this season for beginning after this season. That was a really convoluted sentence. Uh, says he's not really focused on it right now. Um, what do you guys think? There's a lot of speculation that should this season not go as planned, um, that's a guy you can move to to shake things up in this roster. Yeah. Typical Willie talk. Him getting traded. We're in a trade, Willie. Oh, my gosh. Man, I remember being sick of all his contract talk when he signed his last contract and being like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, finally, that's for over. A while. December, right? Yeah, I think it was the last, last minute. day. Yeah, yeah, last day. Yeah. So we'll see. Like, I'm okay with him being unsigned purely for the fact that I, if he doesn't do as well, you can give him less because he had such a good year last year that I feel like he he's at season. he's at his oh, all time getting paid the most it possibly can. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe stuff doesn't go as well this year he doesn't get traded going to the offseason and he gets less money from us maybe but it's a risk right because then he could leave he could get money from arizona who barely hits the cap floor he can get money from ottawa once they don't make the playoffs again chicago chicago Chicago. they're gonna be be on the hunt for high school guys to play with bedard Bedard. yeah willie would be unreal with bedard to be honest yeah, so we'll see. He says he's not focused on that right now, but I swear he said at the beginning of the summer it was his number one priority or something. So it's typical. It's typical uh, PR jargon. Yeah. 
I mean, you never know what to expect with Nylander. Like, he has, like, the biggest I-don't-care attitude, which is actually very good in Toronto because you can't let the media get to your head. And Willie has not gave one crap since he signed his old contract. Yeah, he really... He, <laughs> he really proved how good that contract was because everyone Incredible. was like... 6.9 million. That's horrible. We held out for this. And then two years later, the biggest Willie haters, except for a couple that I know, the biggest Willie haters were like, this contract is unreal. He's been our uh, one of our best players in the offseason, in the postseason. Amazing. So I'm not worried, as Zach said, because we know this happened last time. I would love to see him sign a contract before being held out if he wants to sign but i'm not worried about willie i mean he'll he'll sign if he really wants to yeah we'll uh we'll see what happens um to, on the topic of Nylander quickly starting camp as a as a centerman yeah. uh do we think that sticks around uh, i see thumbs up from zach so i guess you both don't like it already thumbs down no i i get it but also no. <laughs> they like, always do this though. Every year they have the let's throw Willie at center experiment just to get it out of the way quickie. Can I be devil's advocate for a second though? Yeah. They've never done it in the start of training camp. It's always been mid-season when it's too late. That's true. They've never done it in the preseason. Yeah. They've never done, yeah, they've never done it in the preseason, just in training camp. And then they do it for the first couple times, and then they just throw him back on the wing. I don't know why they always try him at center. He's not well, a good center. You're, no, but, uh, here's the thing. Like, I understand you, if you do it, you, you're one of two scenarios, right? You either have him at center because you don't, you don't trust Tavares to be your second-line center anymore, which I don't think is the case. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, what they've been kind of going with in the preseason is him as like your quarter, sort of like a third-line center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie? Yeah. Yeah. So I get that you're looking for depth scoring if that's the move because you could play him on the third line with a guy like Nyes or Robertson and, and Domi or and whatever. But then how good is Tavares without another a fellow core four member? Right? Not like that good. looking at daily face off right now, based on yesterday projected lineup you've got nice Tavares Lafferty I don't know what production you're expecting from Tavares if that's who he's playing with Sam Lafferty is not a second line right winger that's my biggest problem with the Nylander at center it's not him playing center it's the fact that the hole he leaves is not Sam Lafferty is not good enough for that spot he's perfect for a third line right wing I love him there I think that's the kind of role that he has especially being a really good penalty killer uh, you know, he's maybe he's got a little scoring, but that like that's not his place to be up there. And from what I saw, I mean, given I only watched one full game in the preseason, I didn't like it. Like up here, I saw zero chemistry with Tavares. I think nice Tavares Nylander is your best bet for a second line. And I think Domi starts on the third line and then maybe you mix and match based on how nice does. I think but... I think nice or Domi would be interchangeable there because part of me. Part of me, like, if you are going to go Nylander on the third line, part of me likes a Nyes-Tavares-Domi combo if 
you have no one else playing with Tavares. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You've got speed, you've got some toughness. And I think at least with Domi compared to Lafferty, Domi's skill ceiling is much higher. Oh, I know yeah. Lafferty brings the speed, but Lafferty is kind of just a player who's just there and does nothing really well. Yep. Um, but at least with Domi, he has <laughs> some sort of impact. Uh, so part of me like, would like to see that. Um, but I, I still think with the way this team is made up, you need to give Tavares someone to play with, like uh, truly. Yeah, you can't, especially with the 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 skill matchup of every other team. Like, you need Willie as your as your second line right winger. Like, he's amazing. So, him, Tavares, and and Nyes would really benefit Tavares, especially with with the speed and the skill. And Tavares can do what he does best and be a pest in front of the net. And yeah. You know what though? As we best. as we move on, you and we criticize Keith for not tinkering enough, and this is his tinkering. So, not that it's a permanent solution, but I wouldn't be surprised if this experiment uh, is given enough time for us to really know what the results would be. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so let's let's kind of look ahead, um, and just kind of look ahead at the season. Obviously, we've spoken about the new additions. You know what kind of uh, role will that play can Matthews get back to being a rocket Richard candidate um what are Nyes and and Nick Robertson's potential seasons going to look like um but uh let's let's go with this we've talked a little bit about the forward group um defensive pairs looks like Timmons is out for a little bit what do you guys have for your top your uh your six six defensemen I have no idea. Really? Not really. I don't like, care because Hall's not in it, so we can do whatever we want. Good for you. Go, go. I don't go care. Zach. All right. I think primarily, this is the way I, I see it. Geo Lilligren third pair. Yep. I yes. think they yep. are just great together. And you know what? We'll see how much Geo can do this year uh, based on the – yeah, who knows? But <laughs> um, I like that pair. That's the third pairing for me. I'll skip to the th- first pair of Riley Brody. I don't like Brody McCabe together. I think they just don't mesh very well. I think we tried it in the playoffs and it just didn't work. So for me, I have Riley Brody because Brody can play that right side. And then the second pair is uh, Klingberg and McCabe. I think that is an interesting experiment to see how it'll go. And I have no doubt that Sheldon Keefe will change those up repeatedly, sometimes probably for no reason, but he will. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting I like to see. Lines. I have the same I like those the lines. same lines. Uh although frankly, like Klingberg is gonna become that new defenseman that we look at now, saying where is the least liable he'll be. I think probably with McCabe in the second line. It's tough to say because I could see him being with Brody as well. I could also yeah, see him because, going down like to the, play with like you the, on the third. Like pair. the offensive defenseman, offensive yeah. defensive, uh, like two pair. Yeah, yeah, could definitely. As long as you don't Brody. play him with Riley, I think it's fine because they're both very offensive minded. I'm sure we'll try that experiment too. Yeah, and then, and then they'll get four goals scored on them in one game, and then the Leafs are going to be like, it'll Hell probably no. be like an empty net situation or something. Like you oh, no, the, that's fine. Empty net, like, the, what do you got to lose? The big four plus Riley and 
Klingberg, that's probably your empty net. Yeah, yeah that's not a bad one. We've been we've been looking for a good right shot defenseman for a while, so the offensive ceiling is there. It just depends on. Um, Can we not let goals in? Thanks. Mm. Yeah. Um. All right. We've we've pretty much covered everything here. I mean, first episode. Uh, Paul and I were talking before that we've got the off season brain. So. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. I've got yeah. like baseball brain in work mode. Like it, it just hasn't really set in that hockey starts. We had our fantasy draft yesterday. You guys are going down. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we, will, we will see. Uh, biggest question mark heading into this Maple Leaf season. Uh, will Nick Robertson stay healthy for once in his life? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that guy even going to start on the team? He's waivers exempt. They might just send him down and be like, prove you can play three games without getting hurt and then we'll bring you back up. I think he will start though, to be honest. He's good enough to play. It's just a matter of can he not be glass, please, for the love of God. Yeah. Like I want to see you play more than 15 games. You're actually an unreal player. I've never compared anyone to Joffrey Lupo. (laughs) Like I've never done it. But Nick Robertson is legit Joffrey Lupo. When he plays, amazing. But the problem is, only plays less than 20 games a season. <laughs> All right, Zach, what's your question mark heading into the season? I could think of a few. Um, I'm going to say Joseph Wall. I think, and I've been praising Wall forever because I love him. So I think he's going to do really well. But the question mark is, is, is now the time for him? Is he ready? Is, is, is now the time. Is, is, is like three times. Nice your beak. Anyway, uh, is now the time for Joseph Wall. Let's see. I, I think he's going to be a very good goalie, Zach, as, as you said. So I hope so. Well, actually, no. I hope so, but I hope not because I hope Samsonov like stays healthy and plays very well. But I hope that Keith gives Joseph Wool some minutes to actually prove himself. Because I think yep. when Samsonov went down in the in the playoffs last year, I think Joseph Wool played incredible. He did, hundred percent. He played well. He really stepped up, and he considering the pressure that that kid had on him. My God, poor guy. He he did very well. Yep. Hard to argue that. I, I think my question mark, not necessarily heading into the season, but for the season, is um, was the grit and kind of sandpaper really what we were looking for? Or what we really, like, is that the thing that's really going to put this team over the top? Well, the thing is, Ryan, with the grit that we got, two of those guys can actually produce. So not sure. only did we get grit, we got more scoring. You're not wrong. Which, it's the best. This is the best the top six has, has looked. Yeah, like. which is, which is what we've, which is what you said. We've needed depth scoring. We've always needed more grit. And I think in in Reeves, Bertuzzi, and Domi, two of the three, obviously Domi and and Bertuzzi can bring you both, and Reeves can bring you that extra grit. Totally. My my question is kind of more so focused on, I see a lot of names who are bottom six candidates on this roster that are not going to put the puck in the net. Hmm. But like, that's not a question we answer. Yeah, it's tough. You just got to like literally just see what happens. Time will tell. Uh, we'll 
Patience is a virtue. That's true. Will uh, will things go to shambles, or will we be living the dream? Ooh. We better we better be living the dream. Hopefully, I'm not I'm not living a nightmare. Yeah, that was our last oh. episode. Oh. Paul gets it. Big brain. All right, fellas. No off season brain here. Um, that's it for us. This one, make sure to follow, subscribe, check us out on socials. We haven't figured out when the next episode will come, but it'll happen at some point. So tune into that one. Um, favorite three words heading into the first week of this national hockey league season. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. Haven't said that in a while. Feels good. That's four. That's four. <laughs> I'm so uh, salty, okay? I thought so we had one Toronto franchise with that kind of curse. Uh, go Leafs, go. That's it for us here. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. And, hey, remember to take care of the planet and cheer for those darn Maple Leafs this season. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.